Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a wayward dwarven warrior on a quest to protect his friends and loved ones by destroying that which threatens to destroy us all. Fortunately, I have with me today the true warrior prince of the dwarves, the master of the Votan marked with the very rune of the leagues itself, and here for the first time with me, he is the Prince Durin IV of Khazad-dûm to my Gimli son of Gloin. He is the handsomest man in 40k and a coach for Vanguard Tactics, Mr. Jake Harding. Jake, dude, I'm f- so excited that you're finally here with me. Dave, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And what an intro as well. We were just discussing how much I do love the intros here on the Competitive 40k podcast and you yet again have smashed it. So thank you very much for having me. I appreciate that, dude. Jake, I'm so excited to have you here. We've, you know, we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording, but I got to tell you, like when I first got introduced to to Vanguard Tactics, which I think a lot of people probably did was, you know, during the pandemic, during the early days when we were all locked down and I had just moved to Georgia, I just bought this house I'm in and um, Gabby, my youngest, and I would just watch the stream games. And that's how we got familiar with, with you and Steve. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, meeting a celebrity for me because you know we've we've texted a little bit but today's the first time we i think we've actually talked voice to voice in person so uh i'm just excited to have you here and dude we're here to talk about our favorite new faction the leagues of otan yeah i think um probably the most hotly anticipated army release to date uh, other than obviously the adeptus auroritas i feel um you know as a as a short person in real life I was very excited to see that finally my people were being represented in the game of Warhammer 40,000 and what an absolute amazing job GW have done Games Workshop with the models. Um, I think they're all fantastic and the rules wise as well. I'm really excited to be able to talk about them today with you, Dave. So if I, again, this is going to be one cracking show, I think. I think it is. But before we get into all that, we can't forget to acknowledge our uh, number one uh, sponsor, Siege Studios. If you need anything commissioned painted, look no further than Siege Studios. Uh, whether you want something just battle ready or you re- really want it up to, to golden st- demon standard, uh, look no further than Siege Studios. I tell you guys every week, check them out on Instagram. Their work is phenomenal. Uh, I'm actually going to set up another uh, one-to-one call soon with James because, uh, well, A, I need to record some uh, more um, battle ready segments with him for this show. But I'm, I need some help from him on uh, touching up how I'm going to make my uh, Votan just actually absolutely knock him out of the park. So. Check out Siege Studios, guys. They're phenomenal. Totally worth um, just looking at their work. And if you don't want to learn from them, which why wouldn't you? Um, uh, We got some quick VT announcements. Uh, The Competitive 40K Podcast Community Facebook page is rocking and rolling. I'm still getting lots of new uh, Rules Lawyer questions. I hope you guys liked last week's Rules Lawyer segment um, or or the All Rules Lawyer segment. Uh, And uh, the password to get in this month to the Community Facebook page is call K-A-H-L. It is still amazing to me how many people try to join in and don't answer our, our four simple questions, don't have the password. Um, come on, guys. They got to sort out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So sort yourselves out. Um, so no, no password, no answering questions, no shirt, no shoes, no entrance. It's that simple. Uh, also, guys, please still check out Harder and Steenbeck. The, they are still selling the Vanguard. I believe they're still selling the, um, the charity edition of the Vanguard Tactics Airbrush. Uh, go check them out, donate to the cause, and help out that children's hospital in Ukraine. And we got a one review to read today. Um, this one is titled So Informative. It's a five-star review from Patty, um, uh, a VT subscriber. He said, love the show and the interactions with Dave and Steve, particularly. Uh, Steve and Michael, always so informative and helpful in their insights, and Dave keeps it moving along beautifully. Thanks, VT. Uh, love it. And thank you, Patty, for that re- review. It's much appreciated. Glad you're loving the show, and hopefully this episode takes it up another level for you. Um, before we get any for- further, uh, like, share, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, please, and we will read your reviews out on uh, a future episode. Uh, if you want to reach us on social media, you can find Steven on Instagram at, at the Vanguard Tactics. You can find Mike at, at VT underscore Mike underscore. And obviously, I'm still there as at Infantry Lawyer 40K. And Jake, yours is at VT underscore Jake. Yes. Uh, so yeah, mine's um, VT Jake one. I, um, so if you want to go check that out, be greatly appreciated. Um, obviously, you get to see my progress also on my leagues of OTAN as well. So, which are coming along quite well, I might add. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not the best painter in the world. I, I'll be the first to admit it, and uh, Steve will also be probably trying to beat me to it to tell me that I'm not. But um, I'm getting better, and um, I have to say as well, the contrast paint for Games Workshop is is a is a miracle worker um, when it comes to um, like as in making models look good. So. Oh yeah, no, the contrast paints are amazing. I was actually uh, my best friend Joe is actually here visiting me this weekend from. Uh, all the way from California, and we were talking last night about paints, and I introduced him to the the miracle that is contrast paints. So I think I've uh, got him as a convert now to start picking up some of those. So, um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go to www.vanguardtactics.com to get more information about the academy. Don't forget to go to YouTube and check out all the Vanguard Tactics stream games, most of which do, in fact, star the handsomest man in 40k, Jake Harding, uh, and check out the other content there. And without any further ado, let's talk the leagues of Votan, my friend. Let's do it. I'm ready to go. Obviously, the you know the codex has been out for I think a little over a month now, so most people are sort of familiar with the with the broad strokes of what the leagues can do. Um, the 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 rumor is they move slowly at, at having only a five inch movement, but there's lots of vehicles, transports, bikes, and such that correct that little uh, oversight. But we had a we had a uh, more importantly, I think the thing we need to talk about is the the FAQ that came out, and they they tweaked um, how exactly the uh, the Eye of the Ancestors rule works. So, um, Jake, you want to just sum that up for everybody who didn't um, read it online themselves? Yeah, of course. So, um, it, it it doesn't look like a big change on paper. Like if you're if you're somebody that isn't familiar with the leagues of OTAN, um, then you wouldn't think it's probably that big of a change. But when you actually then add into it in the grand scheme of things, it can be quite significant. So what they did is, is so when, if you're not familiar with how the eyes of the ancestors work, but essentially these are referred to as judgment tokens. So you put tokens on things depending on what happens during the game. There's certain abilities that can give you extra ones. And that can, that can mean, depending on how many tokens you have on you, depends on what your hit roll could essentially auto-wound on. So it can be a six, a five, or a four, depending if you have one, two, or three tokens. Um, one of the rules that was in this, in built into this is that that wound also counted as a roll of a six, um, which obviously then, when you look into the book and start seeing a lot of the stratagems and abilities such as magma rails, it can trigger a lot of rules. So, for example, the magma rails, it meant the damage could spill. If you had the ion strat, it means you could do more to wounds, etc., etc. What they've done is they've removed the auto six to wound on that. So it's just now a wound. It doesn't, it's no significant number, which um, obviously I think Dave, you'll agree with me when I say this, is that um, a lot of the rules obviously with that have mean that, you know, has, has looked like it suffered a bit of a hit. So obviously a lot of people will talk about the magma rails, you know, not being as good now or the ion strat or anything like that, just two to sort of name off the top of my head. But personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, again, I don't know about you, Dave, when it when it comes to this. What, what are your sort of thoughts? I don't think it's that significant in the grand scheme of things. No, I agree. I, I do think that it that the FAQ was appropriate because you were basically... It's one thing to have a rule that breaks the game state in one way. Having now you're skipping a wound, the wound roll step to, to basically make a, a higher level of efficiency for their shooting or for their melee attacks. But the the fact that then it also counted as a six, which triggered additional rules automatically, that was breaking the game state too far. So I agree that that what they did was reasonable, but it does sort of leave us also in a situation where, like you said, the Magna rule, which for those people who don't know, the, the rule, the Magna rule, Magna rail rule in the book said that any Magna rail weapon on a wound roll of a six any extra damage that killed the model would overflow onto the rest of the unit. So you had the potential, especially with the the big one on the um, land fortress, was what it's a it's two d three plus six damage. So yeah. you're talking about a max of twelve damage, which if you max roll your damage and not and everybody does it else doesn't get the one wound roll and it ignores invulnerable saves and it had a minus four AP base. So you're talking about with enough judgment tokens, you would just roll one dice on a four up, you would just pick up the squad. Like, yeah, that's it. Done. <laughs> finished. Goodbye. So that was so broken that it needed to be reined in. I don't question them doing that. The problem though is, is that because judgment tokens don't give you the option of rolling the wound roll, you just skip the step. Now that Magna rail rule will, unless you're intentionally shooting at something that doesn't have um, judgment tokens on it, you're probably going to skip that ability, which 
again, not necessarily the worst. Like I, I agree with you. It's not the worst thing. Um, it just sort of creates a, a weird situation where you've got a certain rule that will probably never come into play just because you're forced to skip it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that is, that is an incredible point to note, obviously is that, um, you know, something that you, you did allude to is that you can't, there's no choice in the matter. It's not like you may reroll hits, you know, it is, you have to count this wound as an auto wound. Um, which obviously means that you don't even get the option to try and use the magma rail rule. Um, this is where I look at it in a, in a way of I actually now see a magma rail as as a a instead of an an anti everything killer it is now I see it purely as a anti tank killer. Obviously the damage is so high on it. You know if you look into things at the moment quite popular at the moment. Obviously knights are really popular at the moment. You've got things like riptides in the Tau Empire. Um, obviously nids as well. I know obviously they've had a few changes due to the balance state state, but still nid monsters. You know. Um, so just big things really. And I just think that now with, you know, it's still a gun that ignores invulnerable saves is minus four or five, you know, it, the normal ones are D three plus three damage. The big one is two D three plus six. Um, so I think that, you know, in terms of those targets, like it is still going to be a very good gun. Um, but I think now that rule of it being, you know, be able to just wipe a squad, like you said, um, I think is definitely better for the game state as a whole. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how, obviously, how many you're going to see in lists, because I don't think you're going to see as many as obviously the the pre FAQ. Right. And I totally agree with you. Like, uh, and we're in what we're going to do today to really to, to discuss Leagues of Oakdown, we're going to take a different approach than we normally do with with codex reviews um, is we're going to talk about your first list, your, your test list out of the gate and my list and what we've both come up with, because we have some different ideas and some different approaches to how we're going to play the league. So we're going to talk about that. But, um, you know. I'm still using, uh, you know, I don't have a land fortress, but that, for different reasons, we'll talk about that. But I've still got Magna Rails in my list. And I think you said you still have Magna Rails in your list. So yeah. um, they're not, they're, like you said, they are now just back to being, oh, darn, basically just another rail gun like the Tau have on the hammerheads. It's still almost that good. So it's, it's just, it's going to be a one target. Oh, that war dog, this, you know, I'm playing into knights. I, w- I need to delete a war dog this turn. So I have one less threat to worry about. Okay, maybe I have a good chance of doing that if I roll enough damage. So yeah. that's where we're going to be looking at, not a, I'm going to pick up an entire squad of troops and there's nothing you can do about it. Mwahaha. So, <laughs> um, all right. And then the other part of this FAQ that it dropped um, is they, they revise the points values on every single unit in the codex. So... Pretty much across the board, everything went up in points. I don't think anything went down, did it? No, no, it all yeah, went, everything up. went up. All yeah, went it all up. went up. So, um, and that has, and I, you know, if you want to see the, you know, the breakdown of exactly which ones went up and by how much, go check out the the video that that Steve and Mike did on YouTube where they went through it, you know, in detail. Um, but the the overall, everything went up from everything from ten points to. 70 points in the case of the Hecaton Land Fortress. So everything went up a little bit in points. It was sort of a right out of the gate nerf. It upset some people. But I think it's because GW has also shown, like they, especially with the balanced data slate they just dropped last week, um, GW has shown that as much as you know, GW may giveth, GW may taketh away, GW may also giveth back. So hmm. this is just an initial test run of trying to not have not break the meta right out of the gate and make sure that that Votan come in on a more moderate position unlike Drakari sisters to some degree uh Admech. certainly certainly yeah Admech oh de- de- good call man definitely <laughs> Admech uh we we don't even speak of Crusher Stampede on this podcast but that too so uh, all of those things that came out of the gate were so strong for months and were just causing a lot of people a lot of stress and headache um they're doing another approach in this and maybe the nerf bat came swinging a little too hard but that's okay then let them and then in a few months they'll dial it back and hopefully rein in the point costs on the hearth guard um so <laughs> um uh so we'll talk about in individually what each you know how these points costs um affected list building um but i do want to say that if, for those people that are looking to play leagues um, don't look at this, you know, nerfing, don't, don't buy into the Twitter, Reddit panic room BS, be patient, buy your Votan, build the list that you want to build 
and get them on the table, play some games, realize, figure out what works and what doesn't. And then when GW comes around, you know, in a few months and, you know, hopefully right before LVO and dials things <laughs> back a little bit. And so that you, all right, maybe we, you know, they lowered some points and stuff. All right, great. Now I can maybe put this unit back in, or maybe I can take this unit from five to 10 and, or squeeze in another unit or something. You will have that option and you'll already be familiar with the basics. So you agree with me on that one? A hundred percent, Dave. I don't think I could have said it better myself, to be honest, my friend is, um, this is the beauty of living in 2022, the digital age where where GW have turned around and gone, look, we're not going to be putting the points in the chapter approved uh, Minotaur manual, whatever they call it. Um, and instead, it's going to be online. Now, what this means is that, you you know, you can edit things like as Dave, I don't know about you, but obviously in my in my line of work, we do a lot of, you know, like we use computers nearly all the time. And I can tell you for free to edit a document takes two seconds. <laughs> whereas yeah, obviously to, yeah whereas obviously to print it you know that's that's you know you send it off and the problem with printing is obviously you know if you work in those sort of industries you'll you know anyway what i'm about to say is that you know these things can take months you know months to come back to you to write and you know bring back whereas at least you know with them being online you can just edit them at your at a heart's contempt so i think that you know the points changes yes some of them are a bit harsh in my opinion one of the units didn't go up enough um, which obviously we'll allude to in my in my list. Um, but I think that um, when it comes to it, there is a, there's a few units that could go down, but luckily, you know, January, new points, hopefully. You know, obviously, if we go by every six months, we had the last one in July. Hopefully in January, we'll see the new one and we'll hopefully see some units go maybe down uh, in points and, yeah. re- and, you know, receive some love again but i'd rather it be this way so when i buy my initial army my wallet isn't screaming at me too hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so all right so let's uh with that let's get into talking about your list yeah and uh you can uh, just just tell everybody what what's in your list and then we'll go through unit by unit and talk about why it's in your list right so we've got this is my army list this is the first list i've made um, with the nerfs in mind properly, um, I had a game with actually another VTKH's list, Matt Lauren. Um, obviously, he shared it in our VT group chat. I know he's, he's been a bit vocal on the old um, Facebook regarding his love for the Votan as well. Um, but this is the one I've come up with. So we've gone with Ymir as the league. Um, I think that's how you say it. It's It's got a bunch of different letters in. Um, And basically, this is the Invol League, the Extra Range League. So I think this is really important in the leagues of OTAN because of what they struggle with, which is that mobility side of it. At least then, if you know, by increasing your weapon range by four inches, you've essentially gone up like one sixth in threat range, which I just think is super solid for a lot of units. And obviously, the Invol save is just pretty self explanatory. (laughs) You know, more survivable dwarfs means I get to keep my lovely dwarfs on the table more often. Um, so starting off leading the army, we've got a high Carl. Um, so this is the warlord, obviously, um, cause he's the king and that as such will lead his merry dwarfs. So he's got the, um, I've given him the, just the combi bolter. He's got a plasma axe. So just keeping him as cheap as possible. Um, I've actually also given him the teleport crest, um, which is because of in, Obviously, Ymir, all of your models at least have a 5-plus invulnerable save anyway, so you don't actually need the Rampart Crest, um, which you'd probably wonder, you know, why am I even mentioning it? But it's because you actually save 10 points on this Carl, um, which just means it's, it, that, you know, that's 10 points to play with, with something else, which I, I really like. Um, and I've given him a Relic, so he's got the Grudge's End, um, which if you're not familiar with that, it is a Bolter. It's a Relic gun, a Relic pistol, Relic whatever. You know, I know there's a meme about that somewhere. That all relic guns are useless. Um, but I found a relic gun. I've got two relic guns in this army that I really like. Um, and then he's got experted eye, so he can pick two units and give them judgment tokens. So, so he's quite cool. Um, in the game I've played with him, uh, Grudge's End, obviously, if you're not familiar with it, I'll just quickly say what it does. It's essentially it, every hit is a wound. Um, it gets four shots. Um, you gain an additional AP, so your AP2, and it's two damage. Um, so you're picking up Space Marines pretty reliably. Yeah. Um, this guy is a beast. Uh, he'll just he'll pop his head out, give two things judgment tokens, and then just, you know, shoot like like you said, Space Marines. Um, I actually shot some some things like flyers and stuff, or things that are minus one to hit or anything, or 
things of high toughness. You know, again, in, into those Armager War Dogs that you're seeing a lot, into Necrons, into, you know, the Silent King. You know, you still just look at him and go, two's to win, because it's, it's not like, it's not like if you're a vehicle, it doesn't work. Everything, it works on everything. So again, super, super useful there. Um, so that's him. Obviously, he gives out four re-rolls. He's just generally a bit of a beast. Um, I really like him. I think he's in most lists, a high call. Um, I, I assume he, he's in your list, Dave, obviously, when we talk about your one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. My loadout is very different, but I absolutely have the high call as well. The, the, the full re-rolls and the, you know, the buffs and support that he and the synergies that he brings to uh, the Votan is very hard to ignore. Yeah. Um, then I've gone with a Grimware. So this guy is the wizard. Um, this is the thing. I also butcher names. I have a habit of butchering names. If you watch the um, the YouTube bat report, so it's half the time I'm going to go. This is what he, I think it's called, but this is what he actually is. He's a wizard. That's it's okay. Our our listeners are very used to Steve. So oh, you're good. Well, Steve, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a fair, fair point. Um, so he's got um, so he's got a few things. Um, so he's got a relic as well. So he's got the murmuring stave, which I think that if you've got him, these go together like chalk and cheese. These are these hold hand in hand. Um, so what this does is allows him to do a psychic action and still cast a power, which is, again, super great, which is, you know, again, what, something I think the Leagues of Otan do struggle with is, is their um, objective scoring ability. Um, this just gives you another whole tree to work with, um, you know, in terms of your secondaries. And then the ability to also to be able to cast powers is super good. Um, in terms of powers, he's got the plus one toughness power, he's got the CP power, and he's got the ignore invulnerable save power. So again, he's a bit of a toolbox in terms of what he can do. If I need it, if I need an extra CP, he can do that. If I need to make a unit tougher, he can do that. If I need to um, ignore an invul, I can do that. So he just does everything. And for 90 points, I think he's a steal. I'm actually really surprised he didn't go up more um, in the points update just because of how solid the powers are. Shh, don't give them ideas. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't listen. <laughs> no, at least to me anyway um then we've got um a guy which i've heard so i've heard so much about i hadn't even looked at him um when it came to when when obviously i got my hands on the book um and again thank you gw obviously for sending it to us early and um i looked at this guy this guy is the forge master the brockier forge master um this guy's a beast so i've given him obviously the forge master upgrade um, which means that he is, um, he gets that, um, or, you know, auto heal free, which if I'm honest, doesn't really do anything in this list. He can pick a unit, give a plus one to hit. But the main things I've given him is obviously he has the ability to pick a unit within six and they can um, count one of their power, uh, one of their war gear strats as one CP less, which is super, super useful um, considering some of the um, strats are very, very good. And I've also given him the um, relic grav gun. I believe it's called Volkmir's Master Artificer. I think. Um, I'm. I am. I say think. I didn't just think that off the top of my head. I'm reading it off my phone. <laughs> um, but I think <laughs> I pronounced it right. Um, and this is obviously a beam grav gun. Um, again, obviously, I know we're not. I know there's a lot of like rules mentioning or what beams do. Obviously, we'll, we'll again go watch um, Stephen and Michael's video, obviously on the YouTube channel, if you want to know a bit more about what beams do. But again, it's essentially a, this is essentially a free potential free damage grav gun, um, with obviously the standard grav rules that a lot of armies share, and mainly Space Marines and these guys, um, and obviously fires in a beam. So again, and his one of his abilities is if he rolls a six to wound. So like we were talking about something that has also been affected by the FAQ, um, it, his damage is mortals instead. Um, which again, I still think it's super solid. And again, for 115 points, this guy is potentially picking up units left right and center is a buff piece is is a is a gun platform he, he does everything and he is accompanied by like four dudes which i have named his posse so he is there rocking <laughs> out so that's my hqs um and obviously i i, I, I think that's going to be quite commonly seen hqs um obviously there's only four um or five including ufa um and yeah so obviously i don't have the champion and i know steve's probably gonna listen to this back and go jake i'm very disappointed in you but um i just couldn't find the room and um i think these three do what i want my list to do um more for me um yeah 
So yeah. Um then we move into the troops. So we've got um two units of so it, it's all obviously it's all warriors. Um I've got five units of warriors in total. I really like these guys um as an option. I think they, they do a job in combat with two attacks each. They've got a great assortment of weapons, you know, that they're, they're obsec as well, which there's only two units in the book that are obsec. Um objective secured, obviously, if you're unfamiliar with the abbreviation I used. Um so two of the units have bolters. Now I know bolters why would you ever take bolters um probably a lot of you are saying but actually again when we look at the faq this was something that actually happened because of the faq um i saw the eye on you know obviously with the sixes going to wound, counting as wounds i thought to myself do you know what these bolters look very decent now magma rails aren't spilling damage as often now the bolt you know the ion strat isn't happening as often you know having these units with bolters i think you know and obviously with the forge master you can use that um, bolt storm stratagem for free on one of the units so every six to hit is, a, is an additional hit um i just think they're very very useful the other reason for having bolters is because then it means that having a magma rail an l7 rocket launcher in each unit it means then you know i'm not spending loads of points just on that unit alone um and they get a bit more use out of their bolters they get a bit more shots than if they were to take the ion um and they have a medipack and a scanner as well again I need to keep those special weapons I'm paying all those special points for. If I need to bring them back to life, it'll just be super handy. And also ignoring the first wing's great. Um, then I've got three units with ion, again, for the exact same reason I just mentioned. Um, you know, I'd rather have a full unit with ion so I can use the full use of that, you know, that extra pointer model um, than not. So I've got three units of those. It's not totally just because I have a load of warriors and want to use them. Um, <laughs> makes my makes my um spending when eventually we get more models for them um on general release uh easy to buy then we've gone for the elite so we've got one unit of eight hearth guard now i know me me and dave were talking about hearth guard weren't we dave and yeah you you thought they were one of the biggest losers of obviously the points increased didn't you you weren't yes. uh, you weren't a big fan yeah, I think that because they had a 10 point per model upgrade, which I think was excessive. And I'm hoping that they will dial that back a little bit. I honestly didn't think they were bad at 35 points a model compared to other things at 35 points a model like Tyranid Warriors, uh, mm. Terminators that are sort of in that in that that point range uh, that are also an elite unit, things like that. Um, I think bumping Hearthguard up to 45 points a model was... Mm, a bit much. Yeah. And do you know what? I do agree. And you may be wondering why, you silly small man, have you agreed with me <laughs> and then just gone, but you've still got a unit of eight of them. And the reason is, is just purely because of one of the biggest downsides of the Votan, which is their mobility. Um, and this unit, with the teleport crest, obviously, on the sergeant, I've given him the warp strike as well, so he can use that stratagem to teleport once per game for free. Or not once per game, he can just use it for free, I believe. Um, it's just super useful. And again, you know, they, they pump out some ridiculously good shooting, in my opinion, especially in Ymir, um, with their obviously extra range on their guns, with the ability, with their judgment token ability being if you're within half range, you count as an extra AP, getting around things like Armor of Contempt. I think they're really solid. Um, and I'm, and again, slap full rerolls on them, teleport across, um, give them even plus one to hit if you really want, and then teleport them across. Fish for sixes to hit with your Volkite then let your sort of grenade launchers go loose. And I genuinely think they are still a contender for a fantastic unit in the book. Um, and I'm again, I, I do think, yes, they could be about five points cheaper. Um, when you, Again, because you, you made a really good point, Dave. Tyranid Warriors, Terminators. Is it a case of they're too cheap? Or is it the case of these are too expensive? I think it is the case of these are slightly too expensive. But again... I think I'll just, I need to play more games to see, but so far they've done a job for me in my practice games. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had any practice games yet, obviously because I'm still uh, I'm still building and painting my uh, my initial army box. But um, you know, I, I, just looking at the math on everything that just and and just looking like I said, I just look at the, what's comparable in other factions and Votan. Just for, first off, don't have a huge selection of units because it's their their first time out of the gate as a new faction. They'll build up obviously over time, but um, yeah, this is what this is potentially one of their best units. But it is not a 450 points for 10 guys bare bones right out of the gate. That's a little much. 
Yeah, and that's why I've only gone with eight because it's cheaper. <laughs> um, but also, it's more actually also to make room for, in my opinion. Now, I, obviously, I think this is where I don't know if we have a different opinion on this one, Dave, because we haven't really discussed this of our favorite unit of the book. But this is my favorite unit of the book. It, we go to the fast attack slot. Oh yeah, and no, it's not the Sagittars. <laughs> it is the pioneers so these guys i think are in my opinion the best unit in the book um obviously that's a whole other video rating and tier listing or whatever um but these guys right so i've got 15 of them which is a lot yeah you you went all you went all in on the bikes you went yes. all in on the hover bikes yeah so i've gone with two units of six with um two rotary cannons a scanner and a searchlight um and then two bare bones and i've gone with one unit of three uh with just a rotary cannon um again i want to maximize on my shots and again in your mirror you know i know i'm saying it a lot the extra ap with your judgment token ability the reason i've got a searchlight on the two big units is because it means one one unit could shoot off with the searchlight i could spend the cp give the unit a judgment token and then if i really need to everything else that then shoots at it um can do that um which is super good and obviously again these rotary cannons you know in your mirror, you, you're gonna get in range because you get a pre-game move. You know, you can you can then move. So essentially, if you go first, you're going 24 inches, and then your weapon range. You can sit obviously further back if you need to in your mirror as well. That's meaning that army combat armies or fast armies, you know, you can sit a bit further back with that plus four, essentially making their charge an extra four inches. If if we think about it in that regard, um, which is sort of the process I was using when making this army. Their objective secured, which is just fantastic. Um, they're three wounds apiece. They get an invul as well. They get a five plus invulnerable save, um, which just makes them a lot more durable. Um, and I just think that 240 points for unit six of them with that sort of loadout, with the loadout of the two rotary cannons, the scanner and the searchlight, I think is, I, I think this is the unit that I thought should have gone up more points. Um, this is the unit I was really surprised to not see 40 points a model. Um, and I actually think that if I was if I was the great rules writers of GW, the the you know the points doers, the people with all the numbers, I would probably m get my calculator out minus five points on the Hearthguard and give five points to the Pioneers. I know obviously in the grand scheme it doesn't change obviously the points of this list at all, but it could make one thing look more appealing and the other thing a bit more in line. But I agree with you a hundred and ten percent, Jake. The fact yeah. that you've got these twelve inch movement bikes that have built-in obsec that have an auto 12 inch advance strat for one cp they can launch across the board yeah they're not going to do a whole lot of damage necessarily if they advance but the fact that they can do that and they're 35 points a model but you mm -hmm. make the hearth guard 45 and they are either jogging at five inches per turn or teleporting you know, and then they're still going to be nine inches away from wherever from any enemy unit. And if if your opponent screens out you screens you out any bit well, that's not going to necessarily be a guarantee to anything. That was some backwards thinking to me. I I agree with you. They should take the five points away from the Arthur Guard and definitely give it to to the Pioneers because Pioneers. I mean, what I I was actually trying to think the other day. What other bike units besides, um, Death Watch? No, it's not even the veteran bike. Well, yeah, if you if if you put bikes into a into a kill team, they'll get obsec. I can't think of any other bike unit in the game that has built-in obsec. No. Um, yeah. Obviously, Ravenwing bikes, if you oh, take, yes. Raven Wing bikes, yes. the pure detachment. But again, if we even look at like, so again, um, last weekend I went to a team tournament. Um, I know this may sound a bit weird, like why I'm speaking about this. Um, I actually ended up playing an Eldar army with a you know, nine uh, wind riders. Uh, I actually didn't know how many points wind riders were. I know how ridiculous. How do I not know everything? Um, and and <laughs> we um, have expectations, he, Jake. Yeah, and um, I just said to him because Drizar went in, killed killed the whole unit of bikes. I was like, how out of interest, how many points were there? And he was like, two hundred and ten, I believe he said, uh, two hundred and twenty maybe. And I was like, I just was like flabbergasted. I was like, sorry, so for 20 points more, I get a whole array of guns, I get a pre-game move, I get objective secured, I get an extra wound apiece, I get an extra toughness. Like, it's just, I think they're so good. I think they're so, so yeah. good. Yeah, for, um, for their points, the Hernkin Pioneers are 
ridiculously efficient and good. And it is no surprise that people are already taking, you know, Votan to some tournaments. There was a guy at, at the tournament I went to last weekend who had a Votan list. And obviously he, he was only allowed to use the models that have been released by GW. So mm. he just had a bunch of troops and a ton of bikes. And um, I didn't pay attention how well he did in the tournament. But the point is, is that those bikes are so efficient that people are not afraid to take the limited number of models that are available right now and take them to a tournament. Exactly. And um and yeah, that rounds out the army. That is exactly two thousand points. Um and I think I think it's a good list. I think it what it does is it's a very shooting heavy list. It relies a lot on I've teched a lot into that Ymir. I've I've teched a lot into using my guns. So obviously on the Warriors it means they can sit further back a bit. Obviously we've spoken about the bikes in depth. The hearth guard as well I've put in just for that mobility. So essentially if I need to, I can have a lot of moving pieces i've got a lot of you know fast units in my bikes teleport from those something it obviously doesn't have which obviously i think we'll obviously go on to later is obviously no sagittars no berserkers um no land fortress um no champion but for me i think that when when i looked at the army and i wanted to do them i thought to myself i went okay you, like, i went through the book obviously I opened it up like everyone else looked at it gave it a good you know, smell because you always give a book the new book smell because it is. Oh, absolutely. New books, amazing. you must get the, you just, you got to absorb and really appreciate the new book smell always. Yeah. It's amazing. And if you don't, it is a crime. And I know there's rule lawyers here, and obviously, Dave, as you are, but you can probably agree with me in the article of 40K, it is surely a crime to not have a good old smell of a new book. Oh, and it's a felony. It is a, it is not, we're not just talking some infraction or misdemeanor here. If you fail to properly breathe in the smell of that brand new codex, when you get that plastic wrap off of it and just stick your nose all the way in the book and soak it in for a minute, felony, you got to, you got a GW jail. And I would not expect anything less. And um, I would yep. like to know actually if, is there comments on podcasts? I, I don't never, I've never looked or if, if you leave a review, tell us if you, if you if you are a um, new book smeller or not, and um, yes. I'd be interested to see. And everyone that answers no, I will be calling the GW police. <laughs> um, <but laughs> yeah, weigh in. Let us know. Go go into the forty uh, k competitive the competitive forty k podcast Facebook page, and please let us all know. Do you or do you not appreciate the the new book smell? Anybody who says no, you will be banned from the group, and we will call the <laughs> GW police. <laughs> just you kidding will, you will get you'll get a knock on your door imminently um right. but yeah so obviously that is the army i've built um again good at shooting using that long range uh ec well i say long range extra range to sort of um be able to play around a lot of the good armies in the game still has two magma rails in um obviously he's got some bolt in got some ion in got the hearth guard got the bikes and yeah i think that i think it's a good list as i said i've played i've won a game with it um, versus Tyranids, and I lost versus uh, Tau and Necrons. Um, but so so far with the three games I have played, I'm one for two, um, and um, yeah, just just sort of really looking forward to getting some more games and also owning the actual models because I'm having to um, obviously use some proxies uh, counts as um, models while I'm practicing. Um, well, yeah, because obviously they're, they're not out yet. Um, right. but. But yeah, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to getting this on the table. And I, I think it's a great list. I like the fact that you balanced out. You did some. You actually, in you and I, when you and I were talking uh, earlier this week, I was you know talking about the bolters versus ion for the warriors, and I actually switched one of my squads from ions to bolters just so I could have a little bit more of the the mass firepower of the bolters. And it's just going to be a question of which one do I push forward? Do I need more of the higher volume or the better AP? Um, but uh, yeah, I think that. Um, I think that you have a very competitive list. Um, I think Emir is going to be one of the Emir and Greater Thurian League are going to be the two top factions right out of the gate, at least. Um, you know, I think that your 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 thought process is really good in having picking Emir not because of the mortal wound strats and all the other stuff that the funniness that they can do, but because it just simply um, counterbalances one of the the faction's weaknesses, which is their slower mover. The infantry is obviously they're much slower and anybody who's played certain space rain factions and used certain units, five inch movement versus a seven inch for an Eldar or even a six inch for, you know, a lot of other units that five inch, that one inch makes a difference. Um, so 
the um, I, having the extra range, the fact that you chose a mirror to have the extra four inch range in your guns to balance out that and make sure your stuff's always in range, I think is real smart. I think it's that's real smart, thorough thinking and considering all aspects. You know what what challenges you're going to face when you hit the tables. I think it's great. Um, I think your list is going to be really good, and I'm looking forward to hearing about more of your practice games. You know, into I want to know how you're going to do into things like um, Mike's Night Lords. So, (laughs) well, what I'll do is I'll I'll ask him to stop asking me what my leadership is, and then that's how I counter it. I'll just don't tell him (laughs) what my leadership is, and I make him I make him get his book. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but no, I, I would like to do another. Like, obviously, this is. A lot more forward thinking, but I'd love to do a video, uh, not video, uh, pod, another podcast regarding the Votan. Maybe after we've had some games and maybe our initial thoughts, part two, sort of thing. I think that could be cool. I don't know if people would want that. Oh yes, yeah. I think that I think that uh, you in about three or four months, depending on re- you know model release schedules, when they get the rest of the models out to us, I think you and I definitely need to do a follow up to this. When I um, win the LVA. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, after you win LVO, yeah. So early February, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm actually, well, maybe what we'll do is we'll do a we'll do a part two in early January after we get a moss before LVO, and then we can do your victory lap uh, podcast in February. So <laughs> yeah, when 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 I'm celebrating Steve not firing me off this job for being you know that terrible American who who does the the podcast uh, for a year, and then you winning LVO, it'll be great. No, well, no, he, you are an, an an asset to VT, Dave, and I genuinely mean that. So, if uh, he got rid of you, I would I would walk. Oh, <laughs> so, wow, thank you, sir. So, I appreciate you. It's, I um, appreciate you. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, with uh, with that with the you know that part of the love fest complete, um, Jake and I will start dating uh, as soon as I can get a plane to UK. And uh, yes, and then. Uh, uh yeah so oh my list that's what we were going to talk about um so my list is is a little different from yours um obviously you went all shooting i went the other way i'm leaning into melee because Ooh. after having played tau for the entirety of this year and i'm I'm committing to to, to, to stay with my tau all the way through lvo but um uh, and that gives me time to take my time to paint up my my votan the way i want but my my plan is, you know, right after LVO, I'm switching over to, to leagues and 2023 will be the year of the dwarf for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I uh, I am going to I'm going to be playing Cronus Hegemony. And that's obviously the the all the melee inclined. It's the uh, Blood Angel, Bloody Rose version of Votan. Um, their their faction traits are on the charge when they charge, get charged or heroically intervene. They get plus one strength and plus one. Uh, attack and then there's a strat for um, an additional AP on their um, melee weapons if there's if they're uh, doing attacks into a unit that has two or more judgment tokens so um, I really after being very one dimensional with shooting I wanted to to really I, I really want a army that is going to play in all phases of the game so my goal was have have some play in the psychic phase and do really well in melee, but also still enjoying the benefits of Votan's really good shooting. So uh, much like your list, Jake, my list starts with the high call. Hmm. Um, I did make him a little bit more of a um, a beat stick. His he's got the uh, um, he does have the grim efficiency. Um, uh, obviously, you know he gives out his his uh, his one judgment token, but I didn't go for giving out the additional one. So I did, oh, the Warlord trade I gave him was Guild Affiliate. So in the command phase, um, I can select one um, League core unit within six inches um, and give them OBSEC if they don't already have it. Um, obviously, if they do have it, then the models count as um, addition, you know, the double, double the number of models. Because I, I figured, um, because I do have, uh, just like you, I do have some, grim, some uh Hearthguard in here, obviously, because I'm a big fan of those. And I, my idea is when I teleport them forward, I want to give them obsec and then say, go forth and capture a point for me. So uh, uh, so I've got the ability to give them a, uh, in the command phase, give them obsec. They are the high call, so they get so I can also give them the full rerolls to hit. Um, and then I did not give this guy a um, relic, though. I just was trying to save a little CP because the, the Votan strats are so good. I wanted to, you know, I had to rein in my urge to um, go crazy. So 
Uh, my list actually starts with a whole one CP. So, you know, I, I really reined it in there, Jake. <laughs> I, I started, all, I think I started on one CP as well, actually. My chaos list started on zero. So uh, this is 100% up on CP for both of us, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I've got the, uh, and he's just, he's going in with the uh, combi bolter and the mask gauntlet. I wanted, if I, when he, when he does get it, if he does get it in melee, I want him to punch somebody really, really hard. So, um, so that's my high call. Um, uh, just like you also, I took the Grimnir, the Murmuring Stave. I agree with you. That is an auto take. You were taking a Grimnir and you don't give him the Murmuring Stave relic. What are you doing with your life? Um, go home, reconsider your life choices because you, you want him to be out there knowing that extra power. Um, so you've got maximum flexibility and an option. Um, and obviously also gave him the ability, you know, he has to have the ability to, to do an action and still do a psychic power. I think that's fantastic. So, because I want to have maximum options for my secondaries, just like you said. So I want him to be able to do psychic interrogation or warp ritual and still be able to smite somebody or just like you get the extra CP, give the plus one or give the plus one toughness uh, or um, take away unvulnerable saves. All of those are fantastic psychic abilities um, they make space marine psychic abilities just weep into their um, armor of contempt covered pillows. Um, it's just they're they're amazing. So I wanted to make sure I have maximum flexibility with my Grimnir and his. You know, of course, he has his two little corv um, buddies to follow him along. His little retinue. Um, and then uh, my and then the first difference between my list and yours is I looked at the Forge Master. But I didn't feel like he was going to, for my particular list, I didn't feel like he was going to bring that much. And also, I just want, again, because I've been playing Tau so long and before that, you know, Death Watch and Imperial Fist last year, I want somebody who's just going to run forward and smash people into paste. So I have my absolute dwarf badass, uh, the Iron Here champion. Um, I did give him the uh, Warlord trait. So that he can um, reroll wound rolls, and enemies cannot use models, cannot use rules to ignore wounds. So he is going to be my Catan and Abaddon Slayer. Uh, if if somebody shows up with Abaddon on the on the playing field, I will say, uh, Thorg, go kill, um, mm-hmm. and he's going to launch himself forward, and he will use his mass drivers to mortal wound them, and then just smash them into into tiny little Abaddon pieces. So, um, and to make that even more um, of a certainty, I gave him the Relic Hammer, the Exactor, so that um, if I roll a hit roll of six, his D3 plus three damage becomes all mortal wounds. Take that and accept your destiny. Um, I will accept apology notes via email. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, he he is, he's going to be, I'm so excited to get him on the table. I, I, I actually bought some, um, uh, some third-party uh, 3D printed heads, and so I I have I had to like modify the model on my call and my champion to because I had they, the models didn't have enough beards. These are dwarves; they need beards. Damn it! So I do agree. Um, uh, so my 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 Iron Here champion and my High Call they have heads now with like these really nice dwarven beards. It took a little bit of whittling and and filing down to make sure that they fit. But yeah, I'm very excited to get my my bearded ass kickers on the table. So those are my HQ choices. Um, I did. Um, I, I I have three troops choices. Um, not that I I'm, I'm trying to min max here, but there was just so much other good stuff I wanted to get on the table. Um, like I said, I have two uh, squads of warriors with ion blasters. One after talking with you, one has the bolters. All three of them have the medipack and the scanner. I also gave them the comms array because I like the the strat that goes with the comms keyword, and I also like the idea that. You know, even when they're 24 inches away, they can still get the reroll ones to hit from the call. That was the the big consideration for me there. I want to to make sure that they have those reroll ones so I can just eke a little more efficiency out of the judgment tokens when they're shooting. Um, and my thinking with the ions was I like the ion blasters, and I don't really care so much about the strat, but having the minus two AP over the minus one AP matters to me because I've had way too many issues with the Tau where I'm shooting things with AP zero or it's AP one, which armor of contempt puts back down to zero. And then everybody just saves everything. And I've just gone great. I've spent, you know, 15 minutes on my clock time rolling all of these dice and I've done two wounds. So <laughs> that's very frustrating. I, I want the higher AP. 
honestly, I had been, I was tempted at, some, at, at a point to actually take a mirror because I wanted that additional AP on my shooting. But then I was like, no, really want to play in the, in the fight phase. I've heard so many good things about what this fight phase thing is from Steve uh, and Mike. So I'm, I'm going to try it out. So, um, and yes, all three of my um, warrior squads also do have the, the Magna Rail rifle too, because why wouldn't you? And I did give the plasma sword to two of the, uh, um, to the two uh, sergeants, the, the Thanes. Um, well, the Bolter squad does not have the plasma sword because I had to cut points somewhere to make my 2000. Um, and then my elite's choices, um, I do have um, the 10 Hearthguard. You, now, your Hearthguard, you did the Volkites, right? And the plasma and the, and the gauntlets. Yes. Yeah. And the warp yeah. strike. Yeah. Yeah. So you did your weapon loadout is I have the warp strike too, because I totally agree with you that, you yeah. know, once per game for free stratagem, yeeting them across the, the battlefield is great. Um, as I mentioned, I want to try to do that and give them with obsec. Their shooting is amazing, but I actually went, my loadout is different than yours. I went with the concussion gauntlets and the plasma guns um, because again, um, AP. I wanted the I wanted the concussion gauntlets to get in there and just smash face, um, and because I don't I'm not quite as worried about having because I know the the plasma blade gauntlets have the slightly better AP, but the concussion gauntlets are damaged too. And since I'm playing Cronus Hegemony, um, I can I'm going to have a lot of extra attacks, and I'm going to have extra I can do the strat to give them the extra one AP. So I'm not I think the concussion gauntlets will be very efficient for me, and hitting that two damage over one damage is going to make sure that when I punch Tyranid warriors, they will die, especially <laughs> now that Leviathan does not give them transhuman. Um, so I'm very excited about that. So, and then the plasma guns, again, I went for efficiency of shooting over volume of shooting. I like the f- negative four AP. Either you have an invuln or you die. That's and it. I like that. I like that yeah. attitude. So um, I like, you know, because I'm a slow player. You know, I'm good. I'm a decent, you know, mid mid table at turn most tournaments. I'm, I end up in the mid tables. I'm a, I'm an okay player, but I want to take my time, and so that means we have to move this along, and I have to deny you wasting my time with your dice rolls. So no more AP, no no armor saves for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm 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 excited about the and I, yeah, definitely have the warp strike. I I don't know how you couldn't take the warp strike. Uh, it's just going to be phenomenal. And these guys have a two up save, and they've got obviously the void armor. Uh, benefits of armor of contempt plus no rerolling wounds. So I think they're going to be really, really resilient. Oh, and that's the other thing is you know using the uh, giving them the the plus one uh, toughness. If you if you get your Grimnir in the right position, so you, if they need some additional toughness, you can drop the plus, make them t six, even better. So yeah, I think the Hearthguard are going to be great. We've already talked. We won't beat to death the 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 poor horse uh, known as the overpointed cost of them. Hopefully that'll mm-hmm. come down. Uh, and then my other elites choice, I did go with five uh, Chthonian Berserkers with concussion mauls because, again, I want to smash people. I have, I have apparently an anger management issue. I'm not sure what it is. Um, I took some of it out last night on, on, uh, on my best friend uh, when we were playing Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I used Thor against him, and I, I did get some of that anger management issue dealt with, um, but I'm going to keep doing it with Chthonian Berserkers and those concussion mauls. Can, so, can I ask you a question, Dave? Absolutely. A very important question. Yeah, of course. Considering, considering your love for Marvel, like me, yeah. will you be painting your Kervonian Berserkers concussion gauntlets as Hulk hands? <laughs> no, because it, it actually is um, not going to be complimentary to my paint scheme, but it is a valid, um, it's a valid question. So yeah. no, and, and I actually I didn't go with the gauntlets. I actually went just entirely with the malls because oh, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, but I will possibly be painting the, the malls because they're kind of hammerish. I will try to make them look like Mjolnir. Yes, that's, um, that's what we like to hear. Uh, and then I did actually also include the mole grenade launcher. The indirect fire thing is meh, but I like the fact that um, I can use the strat to uh, put them to make a unit fight last. So I will, I will fight last you and then I will charge you. So, uh, so I, I do like the mold grenade launchers of that. I think it's, it's, it's a little, it's only a couple of points upgrade is what plus 10 points. So, um, I think that was a worthwhile investment. And then my fast attack is great. Uh, yeah, thanks. And then the, the fast attack choices, uh, two, three man bike squads, 
Um, or no, actually, sorry, it's a it's a four man bike squad and a three man bike squad. I actually had two four mans, but when I had to cut points and I was shif- shuffling things around, I had to drop one of the one or two of the bikes that I had in my initial list after the the FAQ came out. So I've got um, two bikes. Both have the Hylas rotary cannons. Both have the comms arrays and the scanners. And then the the squad that's got four just has the one additional guy is just toadying along. Um, but yeah, we've already talked about how phenomenal those guys are. I like the comms again so that they can get the, hopefully get the rear row ones if they're in position with the high call. Um, and they're just going to be fantastic. And then um, to round out my uh, list, just because my Cthonian Berserkers are going to be doing so much good work. They deserve some, you know, some transportation. Um, so I have two Sagittars with the uh, Mater auto cannons because high volume of fire, neg two AP, why wouldn't you? So mm. uh, I haven't quite figured out yet. A part of me wants to put the, the, you know, maybe drop a Sagittar and put something else for, you know, 130 points, put another squad in and just have just the Chthonian Berserkers in there. But I also, I, right now I've got two Sagittars in there because I'm, thinking I may want to combat squad one of the Hearthkin warrior squads and have them roll up the table to to seize object you know midboard objectives. I'm still kind of playing around with how that's going to work. Once I get all my models together and start playtesting, uh we'll see how that evolves. So that's 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 the part of my list. The Sagittarius is the part that has the question mark for me right now. But that's my list. Um I did originally obviously have a have a Hecaton Land Fortress in there too. Because it's an awesome model, and why wouldn't you? It it harkens back to so many cool vehicles from movies, everything from Aliens to um, what was that three D movie? There was a movie in three D that came a long time ago. Some um, one I would not be the best person one. to ask. <laughs> I know, it came out long before you were born, so because um, I'm old. Uh, but there was a really good all the all the old like late seventies, early eighties sci-fi movies that had these wheel these six wheeled and eight wheeled vehicles um so that i just i like the the land fortresses um model but with the 70 point upgrade it got going up to 300 points i just couldn't justify putting it in the list there's just it's not gonna happen so it's a hard um, sell it's a hard sell at this point if uh, if you're going to maybe play greater thurian league or you're going to do something else and you're you're definitely going to lean into the the broker forge master to to keep healing it and keep it alive that's great i I think that's a valid play style as well but just it just didn't suit my goals for this list and so it will have to be a purchase later on down the road Mm. so anyway that's my list Uh, i am so excited to get out and get the models built start proxying it i was actually excited when i looked at in the codex and it showed that the combat patrol box is going to be um i think it's the call um and then the another 10 warriors, another three bikes, and five Chthonian Berserkers. I was like, great. If I can just buy the patrol box and add to my what I have from the army box, that's like more than half my army right there, just with yeah. those two. And then I just have to get, you know, a couple things. You know, I'll need the uh, I'll need one more squad of troops, I think, and and uh the hearth guard. Oh, they no, it'll be the hearth guard and the Sagittars at that point is the only thing I have to buy, and I'm good. So yeah, very excited about that. So I, I really um, like your list, Dave. I think that's a really cool look on the Vatan. Um I, I I was I was toying with um um like Great Ethereum League and I did a, I did look at the old um the the Kronos, is it? Did you say the the Kronos? Yeah, Kronos yeah, Kronos yeah. Hegemony. Yeah. And I I think that's a super cool list. And I think that's definitely gonna be very different to what it will be the sort of um, cut and paste list, and I think that you. I think that list has got a lot of potential to do some awesome things, and I can't wait to hear about um, how you get on with it. Thanks. Yeah, I think I def- I think that both you and I have made lists that are going to be very off meta, because the initial meta is going to be, you know, people who cut and paste from you know one of those other um, teams that has lots of podcasts and stuff. And they're going to be trying to lean max out mortal wounds, or they're going to be trying to play other gamey stuff. But you and I are playing very things that are going to be very different from what everybody else will see. And so, the, a that will be refreshing for opponents that we that we face at events. They'll say, "Oh, leagues," and they'll look at your list and go, "Oh, you have this. Oh, you have that. Oh, that's cool." Like when I go to tournaments now with my town, they go, "You have a tide wall? What does that do?" And they're excited <laughs> because they have. They've never seen one before. It's, you know, they've never seen one in the wild. So mm. I think that, that that benefits our opponents. 
And there'll be, I think you and I are both going to have a ton of fun playing our respective lists. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a nice change of pace for, for everybody. And I think that you and I are going to set the leagues of Votan standard on fire. That's just, it's just the way that it's going to be in 2023. That's the goal, my friend. I, I did not sit through an hour of getting my uh, leagues of Votan tattoo to not, um, to not want to hit the scene Hit the ground running. Um, I haven't been this excited for an army. I don't think ever. Like, and you know, like I've not, I've, I've been in the hobby for like I've been playing forty k for about five, five years now, and um, play played Warhammer Fantasy. That was like where I first started out for for like most of my hobby life. Um, uh, up to up to the forty k point, and I can say that hand on heart, I've never been this excited. You know, I've every time that Warhammer Community did an article, I. I was, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love all the models. There's not a single model I can say I actually dislike, which is very rare for me. Normally there's one model in a range I'm like, I could take or leave. Um, and I'm so just honestly over the moon and really excited to see what, what, what myself can do with it, what you can do with it, what everyone at VT can do with it. Um, it'd be very cool to see who else joins us on our um, great dwarfen um, adventures. Yeah. No, I agree. And it, because like you said earlier, I think, um, uh, Matt Laura is going to be joining us. Uh, uh, I think, uh, there was somebody else from our, from our group chat who is going to be me. Oh, I think it's Chris was, Ka- was talking Kyle about. as well. Kyle, Chris Ka- yeah, Kyle, Kyle Grundy's talking about finally leaving Tau to, to something else. So, and Chris Anderson. So I think there's going to be the, the, the Votan, uh, tactics. I mean, Vanguard tactics, uh, <laughs> in 2023 is going to be, uh, setting some standards. Um, and really showing because we are going to be playing a variety of lists, we're going to show what the what the codex will be capable of too, which will be very cool. So I'm excited to see that. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. This is um, I, I'm taking a completely different approach to this um, codex in this list because in the past, you know, and I've been playing 40k since 1995 or 96, but it was always buy, build real fast, paint a little bit, and get it on the table because I really wanted to play. And it was a hurry, 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 hurry. And so I've never taken, that's why, you've, you know, as we've I discussed a few months ago, like I went back with, with James Otero and helped, he helped me repaint my entire tower army because the old paint scheme was kind of trash. Um, and so I've repainted them and I've got this nice Tron scheme going that I'm really happy with, but I haven't ever had a project that I am taking my time with. And so I've got custom bases. And like I said, I got the custom dwarf head. So I'm going to make, you know, like lean into these guys. When my guys at the table, they're going to look like proper dwarves. Um, uh, they're going to look like Jake Harding, but with like a three foot beard. So yeah, um, that's, what we uh, want. <laughs> that's what we want. And so um, I'm taking my time, but yeah, I agree with you. There's a level of enthusiasm. This is a brand new faction. They bring in new, new challenges, but new, new hobby challenges, new hobby um, uh, opportunities for us. And they're going to be something fun to get on the table that we haven't, those of us that have been playing the game for longer than seventh edition can go, wow, this is something new that I haven't seen since, you know, 2002 or 2005 or whatever so I, I think that gives me some excitement too um yeah i'm just really excited about votan i cannot wait to start playtesting these guys um i gotta just hurry up and get my stuff built at least so i can do some 500 point like short battles with with my wife or something so uh all right man i think you and i have have uh, waffled on a lot is there anything else you want to throw out there um I just want to say thank you, Dave, because um, obviously without without you, um, obviously you sent me this microphone, which I um, honestly I can words cannot describe how thankful I am for that. Obviously, for the opportunity to come on to the Competitive Forty K podcast and um, chat one of my my new favorite army with you as well, and also just thank you for everything you do for VT in the podcast as well. I thoroughly enjoy tuning in every time to to hear your voice, your funny intros um and your great banter so thank you i just more if anything just thank you thank you very much uh well, i appreciate that brother i really do it was uh um i was excited to get you on the show and then when you know i realized that you you don't live anywhere near the studio so you couldn't get in easily to um you know to to re- for us to record this i was so wanting to make sure that you and i can do not just this episode but other some future episodes i you know you have you have a very unique take on the game and and the way that you play and all that I wanted to make sure that we had your your uh, your insight um, added to to this this podcast that we've got you know rocking and rolling now. Um, so yeah, and I just got a raise at work. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay it forward, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send Jake a microphone so that he can participate and be part of this 
this aspect of VT as well and not just the stream games. And um, yeah, Steve has to share you with me now. <laughs> he is he isn't the best sharer. I have discussed there with I his with his girlfriend Amy. Um and he's not very good at sharing. Um oh. but I remember when we went to Nottingham and he, he, we had a cheesecake and it was a good 80-20 split between me and Steve. <laughs> um but yeah, but as I said, it's obviously just a massive thank you to you for obviously this opportunity to be able to come on and I and I'm very much looking forward to obviously if the listeners do you want to hear my 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 dulcet tones? And, and if you're willing to have me back after this as well, Dave, um, I'd love to be able to do more sort of podcast episodes with you. Oh, absolutely. We are we are going to do. We you are going to be back at you know over and over again. So uh, yeah, to keep that microphone handy, brother. I will. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it. We don't have a battle ready segment because I still got to get together with James and and record some new ones. Um, but we will be doing that uh, probably in the next week or two, hopefully. Um, and I am not quite sure what the next episode is going to be. I've got some really good ideas, but since we've finally got a break from new codexes, at least for a couple of weeks till Imperial Guard come out, um, uh, I'm not sure what next next week will be. So y'all get to tune in and find out what the surprise will be. It will probably be just as much of a surprise to me. So, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, until then, this is Dave Colmel for Jake Harding and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, let them come. There is one dwarf yet in Moria who still draws breath. Have a great week. Thank you very much. <laughs>